I was given two death sentences, one for being a missionary, one for being a spy. And it was in this, yeah, terrible position that I discovered the love of God again and again and again. But by far the, the most or the biggest way that I saw the love of God was at my greatest low. And I share this actually in my story and in my book, but yeah, God did not just rescue me from prison in Iran, but God rescued me from me. Hey, welcome to the Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. Saint Ignatius said, the glory of God is man fully alive. Jesus said, it is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. This podcast is here to bring God glory through you becoming fully alive and you bearing much fruit or having powerful results in your life. I believe you can use your unique gifts and talents to change the world. If you listen to this show and read our blogs, you will be inspired to take your own journey of faith to become a man or woman who is fully alive, making an impact in the world around you. I interview people that I think are awesome that are doing that today to inspire and to challenge you. You can do the same. Let's get rolling. So today on The Kindling Fire, I have uh, the privilege of having my wife join me. Hi. Kathy. Hi. And we have um, someone that we have not met in person, but uh, we feel like we've known uh, through his writings and some of his sermons. And his name is Dan Bauman. He's a YWAM missionary and author. And thank you for coming on. So, uh, so we talked about it a little bit before the show, but whereabouts are you calling from? I am calling from Kona, Hawaii, where we have one of our main training centers for youth with a mission in North America. Awesome. And so um, what I'd like to do is uh, kind of talk about some of the things that you cover in a book called A Beautiful Way. And one of the things, um, the reasons I think we were so excited to talk with you is we didn't know anything about you. And my wife, I think, was on Amazon. Uh, actually, a YWAM. Oh, you were on a YWAM. Yeah, I'm looking for a book. For to do with a bunch of ladies. Yeah, on a yeah, totally different topic. And and she. Well, came, no, I was just looking for a personal book. Yeah. Yeah. And and she came across this book called *The Beautiful Way* that you wrote. And uh, as an outsider looking into what happened, um, I mean, this book not only touched you, Kathy, mm-hmm. but uh, so many ladies. Yeah. And, and teen girls that you started to go uh, do small groups with. Mm-hmm. So uh, God definitely used that book. And, and so I, I think uh, just as an um, intro to that is, Dan, can you kind of summarize what you feel like you, you captured in that book and what that book's about? Sure, yeah, it's my second book. And... Uh... Yeah, these are books that I have. I have three books. I was never planning to write one. (laughs) Now I have three. And uh, the first book covered an incident I had in Iran where I was nine weeks in prison there. And I miraculously 
actually got out and since people wanted to know that, it led to many speaking opportunities where people wanted to know a little bit more than just that story and basically how do I walk with God. So a beautiful way is basically unpacking years of my life where I just have learned how to yeah, discover the goodness of God, discover how much God is for us, and understand the unconditional love of God. And it's basically a very simple invitation to discover this in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I think that you are so characterized by um, is having a, a, a friendship with God. Uh, I think that um, you're his favorite. We're all his favorite, but you seem to have captured the heart of of that interaction with God. And one story uh, that comes to mind is the story um, you talk about when you were skipping rocks. Can can you share that story? Sure. I was 16, and I'm so grateful it happened uh, earlier in my life. But a man came to my church. I had gone to church my whole life, but Christianity was more in my head than in my heart. And I really didn't know how to get the understanding of walking with God from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge. How do you get Christianity from a bunch of rules of doing this, this, and this, and not doing that and that and that, to an actual relationship with a living God? It was then that a man came through my church and he shared an amazing story that captured me. He basically said this. He said, everything you do for God needs to come from intimacy with God. Everything you do for God needs to come from intimacy with God. And as he said it over and over again, I felt very intrigued. Like, I've got to figure this out because, yeah, I wanted to do something for God. But I really didn't know how to get intimacy with God. But it ever, everything I did for God came from that. i got to figure this out. And I remember taking that afternoon off and stood by a river. We were in the mountains, and I picked up rocks and just casually threw them into the water, minding my own business. And as I did, I felt, how do you do intimacy with God? And that's when I felt a question come into my mind, into my heart. And it was a simple question, hey, Dan, can I throw rocks with you? And I remember thinking, what was that? (laughs) I kept going, you know, like, how do you actually have a friendship with God? Like, how does it not be religious, you know? How does it actually be, like, a real friend like other friends I have? And then I heard it again. Hey, Dan, can I throw rocks with you? And this went on for quite a while, and I kept hearing that voice. I remember thinking, well, where did it come from? And I thought, well, it's obviously not from the devil. He wants to throw rocks at us. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I don't think it's me unless I'm going psycho, you know? Like, I don't think that's it. But then I thought, well, it can't be God, because God's great. You know, he's out there. He's, like, amazing, and... God's really interested in me kind of doing the spiritual or the amazing good stuff. And the reality is, is that throwing rocks really doesn't mean anything. It's 
Dan's random moment and Dan's random life, like, why would God care? Hmm. So I thought there's no way God would care, because God only was interested in the more spiritual or holy things that I do. But as time went on, I kept throwing rocks, and I kept hearing it in my heart. Hey, Dan, can I throw rocks with you? So I finally stopped thinking, well, maybe it is God. I just don't know why. So I looked up to Jesus, and I said, Dirk, you can throw rocks with me if that's you. <laughs> but God, why? Why do you want to do that? And that's when I felt like I looked straight down from heaven and straight to my heart said these simple words, because you want to. And I'm like, that's it. <laughs> He's like, that's it. And for the first time in my life, I began to find out that Jesus was madly in love with me. He wasn't just in love with me for what I would do for him. Mm -hmm. He wasn't just in love with me for what I would become. No, Jesus loved Dan for Dan. <laughs> that if Dan wanted to throw rocks, he wanted to throw rocks. That if Dan wanted to go to the beach, he wanted to go to the beach. That if Dan wanted to go to the store, he wanted to go to the store. Mm. To make sure he's doing something holy or spiritual, no. He just wanted to go with me because he enjoyed my company. That. What do you do with a God that enjoys our company? Yeah. And when that began to hit me, it changed my life, and I began to discover the unconditional love of God, and it continues to change my life today. Do you feel like it was a um, was it was it a process, or was it like you got it? Sixteen, the that happened, and you got it. Or do you feel like God was he, he approached you in different ways over time like that? No, I think it's very much been a process. The more you discover the unconditional love of God, the more that there's just to discover because there's no ending to the unconditional love of God. Hmm. And I think so many times throughout my life I've stopped and said, God, okay, I know you love me, but what should I do? And every time I feel like God says these simple words, Dan, good to see you. Let's talk about that later. But first, here's more of my love. <laughs> and life has been a constant growing reality of the love of God. Like it has no boundaries, it has no end. That there's nothing we can do in our entire life that would make God love us more than he loves us right now. And when that hit my heart, and it changed my life, and it continues to change my life today. Mm. I, I, we get so tripped up on, on being used by the Lord. I've heard that term mm -hmm. a lot. You know, I want to be used by the Lord. And, and what you're describing is, is different. It, it, but it's not unproductive in the sense that, you know, the Lord still, there's still good fruit. But it's like there's something that needs to be established first in our hearts just about the relationship before there's any, any of the other stuff. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, it's been very much my journey. And, you know, I can't help but go to, you know, John 15, 5, where it talks about the vine and the branches. 
And Jesus says these amazing words that I am the vine, you are the branches. And whoever abides in me, he will bear much fruit. And I, I thought and thought and thought about that. And the simple reality is that for a branch to bear fruit, all it really needs, or the only thing that it really has in its concern would be to stay connected to the vine. Mm-hmm. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized that really fruitfulness, and as I've seen throughout my life, it's really not about, of course I get to do wonderful things, and of course God leads us to do many, many wonderful tasks. But if we stay connected to God 24-7, just like a branch stays connected to a vine 24-7, that's where the fruit comes from. Mm -hmm. How, how have you kind of helped people discover this? Is there ways or thoughts that you've had to kind of help people kind of walk into the things that the Lord has been, um, has shown you about his character? Yeah, I mean, my heart is, you know, to say things again and again, just the simplicity of things. There's something inside of us that kind of wants to make the Christian life really complicated. And the more I get to know God, the more I think it's really simple. Mm-hmm. And I'm often turned to an old hymn that says, Trust and obey, but there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Mm-hmm. And in this process, I often bring out scriptures like Romans 8.1, which says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. I grew up and have often struggled in my life like, yeah, there's no condemnation, but I kind of deserve it right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I felt that. Or I say, yeah, there's no condemnation, but I better be a good person. Right. Yeah. And that kind of stuff is not what it says, you know, and I think... I think in the midst of, of course, wanting to do wonderful things and do great acts of the Lord all over the earth, I want my kind of motivation of how I live to come from a simple reality that I am unconditionally loved and that everything springs from that. Because in my own journey, the more I know I'm unconditionally loved, it makes me want to love back. You know, when you know you're loved, you want to love back, and that's modeled by marriages, you know? And if that's the case with the Lord, like, yeah, the more he loves us, the more we want to love it back. Well, how do you love it back? You find out what's on his heart. What's on his heart? Everything that, yeah, that we know of, that, you know, God wants to change the world, and we get to be a part of it. Hey, I want to take a quick break in the conversation and tell you something cool that the Kindling Fire is doing. Hey guys, I want to tell you something new that I'm doing over on Instagram at The Kindling Fire. Starting this week on Fridays, we're going to have Firestarter Fridays, and I'm going to be posting some of the inspirational video content that we have as a part of the 30-day Firestarter Challenge, as well as the seven-day Bible devotional, Become a Sign and Wonder. If you're on Instagram, uh, check us out on Fridays, and I'll be posting those videos there. Thanks. But it's not that we don't do things, it's that it comes from the motivation of love more than the motivation of trying to find acceptance. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. 
So with with the just really extraordinary things that you've um, kind of lived through, um, let's just talk about the the Iran thing for a moment. How how did you find God's friendship through that through that experience?
went right into my heart, and I felt like Jesus said these words, Dan, I love you, and I promise to carry you through this time. And from that day until today, I have never had those thoughts again. That in the midst of my lowest, in the midst of my shame, in the midst of my brokenness, Jesus rescued me. And it's my heart and longing for people to know all over the world that no matter what they've done, no matter how far low they've gone, what shame they might be under, that we serve a wonderful Jesus who loves us and wants to give us hope. That, that story, that's just, it just makes me cry. <laughs> the, yeah, well, Jesus is so good. He rescued me, you know. He rescued me from my lows. And, and if Jesus can rescue me at my lows, I know he can rescue anyone no matter what they're going through. You know, Dan, uh, you know, it's, it's, yeah, I guess it's a mystery, and maybe you have a more of an understanding, but the Lord, you, you have just been, that was just one of your crazy things that's happened in your life. And what we were talking about before the show, you know, even in, within the last year, I think, um, you had just a tremendous uh, accident. And uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, I think that you were even pronounced dead. Um, yeah, it was a year and a half ago when, yeah, me and two friends, a nephew and his friend and my friend as well, Caleb and Daniel, and we were hiking on another island, the island of Kauai, which has so many wonderful different places for hikes. And what I know is only I, what I know is what's been told to me because I had five weeks of memory loss the week before the accident and four weeks after. But it was then, a year and a half ago, June 25th, that I fell from the cliff, falling about 50 feet, fully injuring my cerebellum on the back of my head, falling down these rocks to a bush at the bottom. It was there that my friends came down and realized what had happened. My head split open from the front to the back on my skull area all the way. Blood must have been gushing out. The first of many miracles was my nephew holding my head together while the other friend Daniel ran to find help. He had to run four or five miles to find a helicopter just so that they could come back and rescue me. And that's when I had to be helibacked over to the main island of Oahu, where Honolulu is, where they would have the only hospital in Hawaii for neurosurgery stuff. And they put me on the operating table. And when it was all done, the doctor came out and said, Dan lost over 60% of his blood. He will not make it, and we're really, really sorry. Mm-hmm. And here today, I'm talking with y'all. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> and, and there is a, I'm not sure if it's on YouTube or where it is, but when you spoke for the very first time after this accident, it was holy. I mean, that's the only way I can describe it. 
It was like a man yeah. speaking back from the dead. It was. <laughs> well, connected to that, um, in the body of Christ, there's always wonderful new songs that come out. When I came back after rehab, when I was actually back here on our campus, which was now about 16 months ago, they were playing the song Lazarus. <laughs> And I walked onto the campus, and they're playing this song. And, yeah, I heard all the stories of how people have been praying, and I personally obviously knew all the miracles that had happened. And, wow. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) My God just rescued me. Sounds like another book. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) When I was 22 years old in North Carolina... A friend of mine was free climbing at a place called Linville Falls. He climbed about 75 feet, and he fell. And when he fell, he split his head completely across, and we held his head together. And then I, and then I had to run about a mile or two up the trail to, to tell somebody there was, to get help. And he died, and he was wow. go- and he was going to be a missionary. He was going to Moody wow. Bible College, and so to know that that's how wounded you were is incredibly mm-hmm. miraculous. It- yeah, it. Uh, so many doctors couldn't believe. When it started, uh, yeah, life started to come back. And, yeah, it was only about six months ago that I actually met the actual surgeon who did the first surgery. Oh, wow. And for different reasons, I had not seen him or he hadn't heard of me since the situation was sort of unfolding. And six months ago, I walked into his office and saw him, a 61-year-old man, who's been a neurosurgeon his whole life, and that's when he started to cry. Mm. And I said, Dr. Graham, what's going on? And he looked at me and he said, Sir, I've operated on a lot of people, and you're one of those that I really didn't see any hope for. And if you would ever live, you would only definitely be a vegetable the rest of your life. And now today I've lost touch with you, but you're walking into my office. (laughs) And I am so, so grateful and believe in a God who does miracles. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, it's a crazy story, you know. I'm so aware of the fact that, you know, there's others who don't have my kind of miracle, you know. Yeah. And uh, so I want to walk with compassion and love for those people. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm just so honored to be able to testify mm-hmm. about how good Jesus has been to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I would ask you how the Lord show you his friendship, but <laughs> it's pretty clear. <laughs> well, it was interesting because I did have some ups and downs when I... 
finally came to and it was kind of obvious that I might live and I was in the stages of coming back from major brain injury. They sent me off to rehabilitation in Denver, Colorado at a hospital called Craig. And at that point, both of my legs didn't work, my left arm didn't work. I still had no eyesight on my left side. My face had no movement at all. I had broken parts of my spine, parts of my shoulder, and I had seven broken ribs. Wow. And as I started in that place with nothing, I didn't know what to do. And by God's grace and by his mercy, I remember just, yeah, putting on worship music. And the one thing I have been learning throughout my life is that no matter what circumstances I go through, God is still good and he's still better than what I can see. Hmm. For about two months, all I did is worship God for a few hours every morning, getting my heart and my mind not on my circumstances, but who he really is. Mm-hmm. And, for, and for sure, this really, yeah, it changed my life. And friendship with God started to come and started to become very real. And it really wasn't that, yeah, you know, life was easy. It wasn't easy, but God was still good. And mm-hmm. seeing the goodness of God, no matter what my circumstances were, it changed my life. And I now, today, you know, a year later, call those two months of rehab the best two months of my life. Mm-hmm. Because I found God in the midst of my pain, that he still was good, and he still liked me, and he still wanted me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it when you say God likes you. It makes me happy. <laughs> yeah, you know, I meet a lot of people that can easily quote the scripture to me and say, yeah, God loves us. And it's like, yeah, he's kind of supposed to. He's kind of God. That's what he does. <laughs> it's kind of but when you, get, when you get to the word like, it kind of opens up another thing. Like, okay, he loves me, but I don't know if he likes me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And for me, yeah, throughout my life, I've had... You know, an awareness of God probably loving me, but liking me? Why would he like me? Because I know that I'm not a perfect soul, and I sometimes do stupid stuff. And and yet, over and over throughout my life, I've realized that God does like me. That he likes me the way I am. He likes my sort of idiosyncrasies, things that I think are kind of quirky and he just likes them, and that's just the way it is. And the more I know that, it changes my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, I have seen it change our home and our family and, and many other people's lives, and um, I'm grateful. Mm-hmm. Very, very grateful. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. Thanks for sharing your story and, and writing those books because it just like... What Troy's trying to do here, having you share and other people share, it's to, like, um, start that spark. Yeah. That open, yeah. Opens up new possibilities. Well, it was neat when I read your book, too, A Beautiful Way, because I, that had been, like, stirring in me, this friendship with God and, and God's character and knowing God's character. And then I read your book, and I was like, yeah. 
But I have to say, but the pre, when I first got the book and I was like looking at the table of contacts, I was like, oh yeah, here we go. Servings last. That's going to be the, the kicker, the, the same old, same old of, you know, just do all this stuff. And then when I read it, it was like, yes, like it, it sealed everything about just that intimate relationship and how everything comes out of that. And it was just so awesome. And it was awesome to kind of have your book and the words that have been in my head and my heart and um, this journey with God had been like, God, because I'd been in church all my life and all this stuff. It was like, I want to know the real God <laughs> that, wow. you know, and, and I'd been on this journey, you know, just, well, I've been on it all my life with him and I, and I did know him, but you know, it's, it's a journey and it was, you know, learning so it was that was so neat and so I thank you for that too. It's just really um cool for me. Hmm. Uh, awesome. Well Dan yeah, he really is good and he really does like us and Yeah. The more I discover that, the more I realize that serving God and doing many good things is really a natural overflow. It's not out of obligation. Yep. It's just because we want to, because why wouldn't we? Because it's so nice, you know? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's really amazing when we walk away from obligation. Yes, so it is. So just to mention your three books, your first one, I believe, is Imprisoned in Iran. Is that the title? Of well, it was. We had to change the title about two years ago. Oh, what's it now? It's uh, called Cell 58, but it's basically the same exact book. Okay, oh. Cell 58, uh, the book we're talking about, A Beautiful Way, and then you wrote a third book. What's the name of that one? Fresh Look at Fear. And that one is called A Fresh Look at Fear, Encountering Jesus in Your Weekend. Mm. Yeah. And um, so I, thank you so much for your time, Dan. Uh, this has been a real honor and and I know the people that have heard this will will be blessed. Well, it's just an honor to be with you and just talk about how good Jesus is. <laughs> Hey, you've reached the end of the podcast, which means you are awesome because you listened all the way through. Would you please go check out our website if you haven't already, thekindlingfire.com. There you can join the Firestarter community and it's all for free and allows you to subscribe to our Bible devotionals. It allows you to take the 30-day Firestarter challenge and allows us to have a one-on-one -on -one, uh, interactions. I have uh, built some new playlists on Spotify, worship playlists, uh, that can really help you grow. So go to Spotify, search The Kindling Fire, and you can see the worship playlist there that I've built there. And the last thing is I'm going to be starting Firestarter Fridays on Instagram. I'm going to be posting uh, videos every Friday for the fire starters that are following us at the Kindling Fire on Instagram. So go check that out. And as always, be awesome.